Hey everybody, this is George Brashear with Shakedown of Thunder Sports, and you're about to watch the two Irish brothers. Go Irish! How's it going, everyone? I am ND Sean, and as you guys can see, we have a special guest joining us. He is the gentleman who uh, started the, the video for us with that little intro. Um, he is filling in for Ben today because Ben had other obligations. So without further ado, please welcome from ShakedownTheThunderSports.com, Mr. George Bashura. How are you doing today, George? Doing great, Sean. Um, it's, been a long, it's been a long 24 hours post-Notre Dame win and uh, post-Carnival uh, of Bands for Penn, the Penn Marching Kingsmen. <laughs> yes, it has. Yes, it has. And before we get into the into discussing yesterday's victory, uh, a couple things. First off, I want to give a special shout-out to the Facebook group Irish Uncensored. Um, that's another group on Facebook that has allowed Ben and I to post episodes of our show on here. So we say thank you to all those guys uh, that, that run the page over there. And a special shout out to my good friend, Sean from Pennsylvania, who has to, for this last several weeks now has been making some good points to me about kickoff returns for Notre Dame, but we'll cover that later. So uh, special shout out to you guys. Now, uh, George, Yesterday, a big 41 to 13 victory for the Irish over Wisconsin. Myself personally, if you told me that we were going to put up 41 points against Wisconsin, I would have said, put you in the loony bin right now. I never, I did not see that coming at all. Well, I'll tell you what, it's, it's always been a slow start, right? At the beginning of the season, each of these games have been slow. Um, it was just a matter of time before, you know, the Irish catch their groove and have some things go their way. And, well, they went their way in a big way yesterday. <laughs> yes, they did. Yes, they did. I mean, it, you know, like you just said, the game started off kind of as Ben and I thought it would, too. A very slow start. It was basically the, that same way for the first three quarters. A very a very heavy defensive game, um, offensive struggles. Neither team had... They the run game for both teams were virtually non-existent. I mean, you know, you have a you have a strong uh, run run stop defense for Wisconsin, which we knew was going to be good. And the question mark that I had there was I wasn't sure how our um, if if our defensive line was going to be able to stop their run game, but they did a phenomenal job. We'll start there. Well, you know what the defense it, it's 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 very interesting how how this season has developed. Um, you know, it's bits and pieces that you hear in a press conference, um, preseason players talking about, you know, how the coach is and how things have changed, especially since Clark Lee changed. Right. Um, when Clark Lee was, was in the organization, it seemed like it was a tight run ship. It wasn't a, a loose atmosphere. Right. And, and, and you would, I would hear that all the time in the press conferences when coach Freeman came on board right away. You could hear, yeah, Coach Freeman, he's uh, he's letting us play ball. And what that translates to, it, and you can hear the word easier coming out of some of the defensive guys' mouths. Um, let's be honest. Sometimes easier is not better. No. <laughs> no, it's not. It's okay? not. You got to develop over time to eat the, the hard to easy. It should be hard for you 
to practice. You got to be at your level. Um, there are so many different instances that you can take a look at when you say, you know, how would how either side of the ball performs. The game should be easier than the practice and a discussion. And when you hear things like, oh yeah, Coach Freeman, things are a lot easier around here. He's letting us play our style of football. Well, sometimes that doesn't translate well. Yeah. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Let's be honest. <laughs> well, it's it's it, it's what well, I mean. The thing is, it you know you want you sh- if you're a coach, and this is how I see it anyway. If you're a coach, you know you want your guys to be loose, but you don't want want them to be too loose to where they're just like, eh, oh well, whatever. I made a bad play. I'll get it next time. Because there may not be a next time in a game. Nope, nope. And there's there was there has been a lot of those instances, you know, at the beginning of the season with with the different games that they've played. You know, four and zero is nothing to is not a bad record to have, especially when you compare yourselves to Clemson and some of these other schools. You know, Clemson's got two losses, right? But that's on the offensive side of the ball. But that's not for our discussion today. Yes. Um. But. What it comes down to is, what are you doing going into the game? How was the week's practice? And as we learned with when Van Gorder was here, with he had those automated uh, tackling dummies, which was the stupidest thing in this world. Um, yeah. You'd have to tackle high. It you tackled high on those, and what did that translate onto the field? That translated onto the field of guys tackling high and not making complete tackles. You can't wrap. You can't wrap a tackling dummy that's automated around the feet. So, you know, hopefully the the I'm sure the discussions have changed in the locker room over the last couple of weeks, especially the last two games, Sean. Those the defense has been totally different from the first two. Yes, they. I mean that that is the clear cut improvement that we've seen on this team every single game since you know since the high scoring affair in Florida State and the opener. I mean, they've gotten better and better and better. And yesterday's performance against Wisconsin was just, to this point in the season, the best it's ever been. It's been well, phenomenal. When you look at the stats, I mean, it's crazy. Um, they, Wisconsin only had three possessions to Notre Dame's four in the first quarter, with Notre Dame only getting three points. You don't want to come out with field goals because that will come to haunt you in the end. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and that's, it's, so the defense has got to pick it up. And when you look at, when you look at the stats, Notre Dame, they only get, gave up 82 yards of total offense. Actually, if you look at with the minus three, 79 total yards. Yeah. There was that for that three and out in the second possession for Wisconsin. That was three, was three plays for minus three yards. So mm-hmm. The defense is doing it now. It's now it's a matter of making it a repeatable process. Oh yes, and with this gauntlet coming up in this part of the schedule, they're going to need to play like that. They have to keep playing like that because it's. Uh, oh, you look at this upcoming stretch. Uh, not to look too far, but Cincinnati next week, and then games with Virginia Tech, USC, North Carolina. It's not getting any easier. So nope. they need to keep playing like that. And you know, you know, with uh, the defensive side of things too. You look at um, well, I don't know if you saw our preview for Wisconsin, but uh, Ben had some uh, well, he had some choice words to say about Wisconsin quarterback uh, Graham Mertz, calling him overrated and all that. Oh, jeez. Yeah, we tried we tried to avoid controversy, but Ben was like, you know what? I'm going to say it. If we get controversy, so what? Um, 
But he had 240 uh, passing yards against us yesterday in the one touchdown, his first of the season. First yep. time Wisconsin has a passing touchdown. Well, 240 yards seems like a lot. But you look at those numbers, he had to throw 41 times and completed only 18 of those passes. So he was having to really step out of his comfort zone because the run game was getting shut down. Well, I, I got to oh, be honest man. with you. Um, Mertz should not have been the reason why uh, Jack Cohn left, you know, the University of Wisconsin. To me, I agree. Um, big mistake. Um, even last year, you know, when we learned early on, you know, that he was coming to Notre Dame and, it, you know, all this other stuff was going on. Um, Mertz is not Mertz has not had a, a good first two seasons. So I'm, I just want to put this out there. Anyone that wants to complain about Jack Cohn, okay, he had a better record than, than Mertz did his first two seasons. So let's let's just let's you leave it there. Leave it. <laughs> come come to your own conclusion on that. So uh, anyway, George, before we get to uh, other aspects, let's take a moment to hear this message from our sponsor. Sure. known for the clean masculine scent women love it's english leather or nothing at all some guys have what others want some guys have it all english leather or nothing at all okay george i picked that one especially for you since i knew you were going to be on today and there's there's a little story with that isn't there there absolutely is we ben and i use that uh for our, our commercial gimmick or our sponsor gimmick once before. And I messaged George during the, the recording of a show and I'll let you tell the rest of the story. Well, I think it went down. My daughter saw the text and she's like, dad, why is this guy asking you for like English leather? I said, I, I don't know. And that, and that was, that was on our road trip this past summer. Um, where were we? We were on our way to Iowa or something like that. When, when that message came out and I was like, I, I can't answer that question. I, I, I'm not sure. I'll have, well, I, I, let me call and ask. And with that, we've led to calling you and you were on speakerphone in the car. Well, I thought, I thought what happened was, is your daughter played the message and it played the message over uh, your, your system, over your speaker system. Um, no, um, I got the text message because in my car, in my car, I can get text messages and it, read, and it reads them to me. So Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, so I click play message and the message comes over. Hey, George, do you like English leather? <laughs> and and it, it made for great discussion. Yeah. And, and, and you, despite you asking me that, I, I put myself back on the road in the crappy weather that was coming in. That's right. We were coming back from, we're going driving home because I was going to get bad weather. Yeah, and you call and you called us when we were still recording, and I'm like, man, that was fast. I, I, I why is he calling me? He could have just texted me, <laughs> but I'm like, Ben, George is calling me right now, but I can't answer because we're doing a show right now. <laughs> well, it was a classic moment, by yeah. the way. Oh, it was awesome. But, so, by the way, I got to I got to backpedal on you a little bit here. Go ahead. Um, I had a final score when I did my preseason pick'em. You ready? 
Yes. 45-21. You were really a lot closer than uh, Ben and I, that's for sure. <laughs> yep. I When I did my preseason pick, him, I picked 45-21 Notre Dame. Well, that's that's how Ben and I have noticed it so far. Four games in is you know we did a season preview too, where we projected the scores for all the games, and you know with that you have to go on blind faith, so to speak, because you don't have anything to work off of. You haven't seen the team in action. Now that we have, you can get a better understanding and a better idea of what might happen. But still, though, yesterday that still wasn't the case. I mean, through the first three quarters, it was. Yep. But I I said twenty eight to twenty. Yeah, well, I think there was a lot of people calling for a close game, Sean. There was a lot of close. And I only came to that conclusion on that score was because in, back in – we want to talk about that C word. Well, I'll just mention the year, 2020. Okay? Mm -hmm. They were 2-0, and and then they lost three consecutive games, and they were 3-3 three and three to finish their shortened season because of, of that issue. Okay? Yes. So, in the end – it, it, it there's a lot of carryover, and I think that's what some teams are going through. I think there's this hangover, but that's I wanted to give you how I why I selected that score. But it was it kind of reminded me of a game we talked about last year that you guys were like, minds were blown. That I it was the uh Clemson game, you guys were like, Holy cow, George, you got that score pretty much yeah. right. So, yeah, you did. It was it was unbelievable, it was it really was. But anyway, getting getting back to the game, I and mean, we we just finished talking about the defensive performance, which, yep. which was really phenomenal. But let's turn to the offensive side of things. Uh, now, I've had a few people say that I'm crazy, but I do think at times our offensive line has shown signs of improvement. But I got to be honest with you, there's still a lot of work to be done there. And granted, I take into into account that right now we're on our our third string left tackle. We got a lot of a uh, couple of freshmen in there rotating in and out. Yeah. Um, but you know, Cone was still sacked five times yesterday. And thank you know, thank God uh his when he left the game with injury, thank God the x-rays came back negative. But uh oh. how's your blind side feeling today? <laughs> well, the only thing, the only thing that might, that uh, could have possibly sacked me yesterday, yesterday was some alcohol. But you know, you can recover from that in a day. You don't need X rays for that. <laughs> you, you, you know what? There's this this whole season is so interesting, Sean. We sent nine players to the NFL, three or four of which were from our offensive line. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I I wrote a comment a couple weeks ago that basically said this is when when you have struggles like this at the beginning of a season when you have a large change out at certain positions this is the problem of not getting folks more time mm -hmm. okay you need to get folks more experience more practice early on in games that it's one it's not going to hurt you you don't got to give them the start but if you get up there and with 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 time to to play you know, throw them in because you can't let the – I know I know a couple of them are freshmen and stuff, but even, you know, freshmen that are going to be sophomores, you got to give them that live experience. You can't expect them to go in. It's not like a quarterback, right? I mean, he takes – as Kelly said yesterday, you know, Cohen takes 60% of the reps, and right now Drew Pine is taking 40% of the – took 40% of the snaps last week of the, of the – in practice, Okay. 
but nothing substitute game time experience. You can't. There's there's no ifs ands and no ifs ands or buts about it. Well, and I think too, you know, I mean, you, me, and a lot of people are taking notice of the struggle, the struggles, and the inconsistency with the line. But at the same time, you know, you look you look a year or two into the future. This could be one deadly offensive line that that any running back or quarterback would be very happy and probably be begging to play behind. So I'm not going to complain about our offense because it is what it is, and Kelly, Coach Kelly is going to put the best team out there that they could possibly do. Now we understand that the running game's not good, right? Because you have a problem with the offensive line. But think about this: you have running backs that are catching the ball for positive yards. Yes. When you look back a couple years ago, they had the dropsies coming out of the backfield, okay? These guys are converting either on short passes or long passes. What's the complaint? You're developing a triple threat, and we talked. I talked about the triple threat last year. You know, I talked about having a tight end here, a wide receiver, and whatever. Now – you have if you can get one or two running backs in the backfield, right? Are they going to go run or pass? Which one's going to catch the ball? Okay, or is it a quarterback keeper? Well, not in case of 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 of, of Cone. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but but you have tight ends and wide receivers that you could throw the ball to too. What's the complaint? I don't know. I it's not pretty, but you know what? There's something developing that's special. Well, I'll tell you one thing, speaking of complaining, and I don't, I know I really shouldn't waste too much time talking about this, but I just want to get your opinion. Um, you know, Ben and I have people showing up here in our videos and you go on any place across social media, whether it be Twitter, a Facebook page or a Facebook group, whatever. So many people are complaining, 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 complaining. I mean, we, we win 41, 13 yesterday in a statement game and so many of our own, and this is not haters, our own fans. Yeah, in Notre Dame groups, they are still complaining. They uh, are diminishing Coach Kelly's um, surpassing Newt Rockney like it doesn't mean anything. Like, oh, it's been twelve years and he doesn't have a national championship. Stuff like that. I don't get that. We are four and zero right now. Had a huge win over a a very tough team that people that we were a six point underdog to, and people are complaining like we're zero and four right now in our own fan base. I mean. Real quick, what's your take on that, George? What do you what do you make of all these people in our fan base complaining? One, um, I try not to get mixed up in it. Um, I, I understand that. No, no, no. And, and I'll be honest with you. It's just clearly frustrating. It, it, it's frustrating to the fact that people question why we don't get certain recruit, recruits, right? Well, I wrote when I first got in when I first got into the journal the journal side journalist side of this and did started my writing. I wrote a I wrote, there was a piece about someone had put in the paper about the four horsemen. This is a, it was a full page ad in the South Bend Tribune. Okay, and basically it was just out there bashing Kelly and, and everything that was going on in the program. And if I was a parent and I'm trying to help my kid make a decision about a school to choose, I wouldn't choose Notre Dame. I wouldn't. I'd be telling my kid that I don't want you going there. You don't have to take that crap from anybody. You know, that's 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 a that's an armchair quarterback or you know a keyboard warrior. You know, it's easier it's easier to say the stuff behind a keyboard 
than it is. Than it is that you you wouldn't go up to Kelly and tell him in that in his face. Exactly. It's, 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 it's hiding behind the keyboard and being all strong. Because that's a pro- that's a problem that well, I wouldn't say a problem, but that's what so many people have said about Ben and I is that we we're just uh homers who settle for mediocrity. But that's not the case at all. I just don't see the point in bad mouthing a bunch of young kids who are working their butts off and a coach, whether you like his personality or not, is working his butt off to put together the absolute best team that he can. And we try to bring positivity. But but in my opinion, it's like these people expect us to win every game by 50 points. And I'm sorry, in the world of college football, that just does not, it's not going to happen. Not even Alabama wins by 50 points every game. It's, it's, Let's put let's put this scenario a different way, okay? Clemson's two and two, right? Something like that. Clemson's two and two. They have two losses, right? Yes. I would love to hear what's going on in the Clemson fan base right now, okay? You're not going to hear this chatter. You know, it's I'm going to be blunt, and whatever it is, it becomes okay. When you sound like this, and you sound like you're entitled. No wonder why people label Notre Dame the one of the worst fan bases, okay? It's because yeah. everyone feels they're entitled. No one's entitled to anything. Notre Dame has a tradition. They Notre Dame, I'll tell you what, from living here and, and knowing and having family that's gone to the university, Notre Dame's going to do what's best for Notre Dame, okay? Mm-hmm. If Kelly wasn't doing his job, he'd be gone, Okay. And I'm sure there was a discussion when Notre Dame went four, four and eight a couple of years ago. Okay. We got to turn this thing around. This is four and eight is just not acceptable. Okay. If you look at that time frame from when they went four and eight to now, you're talking totally different. You're total, you're talking total different coaching methodologies. Oh yeah. I mean, On the field and off the field. You can't complain about it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I know uh, we've had this conversation before, but I think, too, a lot of people like to live vicariously through these kids and even through the coaches at times. Because it's like, and like you just said, they wouldn't say this to their faces. They wouldn't say this to their faces. And, I'm, I, and I've told people like, hey, if you can do a better job, why don't you try applying for the job and see how far you get? Send that and, coach, send, send that message to Coach Kelly. Send that message to Jack Swarbrick, okay? If you feel that strong that you can do a better job, Tell them that you want to apply for the head coaching position at the University of Notre Dame. Yeah. And and you're going to get a resounding, um, I don't think so. Exactly. <laughs> but also another important factor, too, is you mentioned these uh, – the example you gave of I would not want my kid going to Notre Dame. You know, the people who like to complain and hate on the team and make these scathing remarks, keep in mind, you know, these recruits that you want in here so bad, don't think that they don't – see these comments or read these message boards or Facebook groups or whatever, they see that. And, you know, in that case, why would I want to go and play for a, for a fan base who's going to just turn their back on me anyway, because I don't play up to their expectations Yep, and they're just going to trash me. So no, so it's no wonder that, uh, I, I mean, I can't say for sure that that's the reason recruits aren't coming to Notre Dame. I'm just saying that stuff is out there. You put that stuff out there. There's a good chance these, top recruits could see that well let's 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 put that in perspective okay yeah. look at Ian book he for a couple of years okay he struggled he struggled with what was going on in social media okay and his graduate year 
right? Late, late in his senior year and through his graduate year, okay, the guy blocked it all out. He became a different quarterback. Yeah. Okay? It's, it's ridiculous. I, I look at it this way. Do you want someone bad-mouthing about the job that you do, that you get paid to do, by the way? The only thing that this university owes these students is an education. They come to Notre Dame for an education, and they have an opportunity to play football. I'm not exactly. a homer, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm not – it's not me drinking the Kool-Aid, okay? It's with any school. It, it goes for what happens at University of Connecticut. It happens – and we know how horrible University of Connecticut is, okay? Scholastically, it's a great school, okay? Football-wise, well, they got coaching problems, but that's <laughs> neither here nor there. Right, right, okay? right. But – are you going to say that Clemson's a trash program because they've lost two games now? I'm sure their fan base isn't saying that. Yeah, because I mean it's it's the same example when I went to the when we were at Georgia on the road. Never, did, I mean, I I saw down there none of the things that I saw up here. I mean, the kind of a different example, but the only places you saw Notre Dame fans in that stadium is where they should have been. Well. And you know what? That's kind of a different thing, but Sean, no, no, it's not. It it, it translates to the same thing. You know what it is? It's fans. The ones that are trashing the team are the ones selling their regular season home tickets. That's my point. Yeah, to the to the opposing fans. Okay, so to me, it cancels each other out. Move on, folks. Move on. If you're one of those that are selling your tickets because you can get an increased ticket price, okay, for when a big team comes to town. But don't be the first one that trashes the team when, they, when they're when they not doing well because you buy the season tickets for a reason to support your team or you're just buying the season tickets to, you know, to sell the fans that are coming in, coming into the area. Amen. Amen. Well, I guess, I guess I've kind of started to ramble on a, on a sour subject for a long enough, re, long enough time, but uh, no, back to the, it has to be said, Sean, it, it has it to does. come out. Yes. It because does. in the end, Fans are entitled. Fans feel entitled, and they think that they should be giving a national championship. No. The school brings in the best possible student-athletes to play. You can't figure injuries. You can't figure against Alabama, okay? And when, when, a, when a coach says playing this team is like playing a professional football team, it's, 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 un, it's, it's, it's not fair. It, it's, it's one-sided. Yeah, I just I remember the Rose Bowl last year leading up to it uh, that the that it seemed like half of our fan base was actually disappointed that we made the playoffs and I'm just thinking what fan base does that? Who who's who actually disappointed who about after you go 4-0, your coach has 106 wins. Granted it was a record that nobody wanted to be beaten, okay? Because Lou Holtz was released prior to being having opportunity to to break Newt Rock Knut Rockney's record. Okay, I get it. But you know what, folks? Times have changed. Who are you going to replace Brian Kelly with right now that's 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 available? Guess what? It's not available. I've asked I've asked that question a bunch of times and I actually and nobody ever the 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 quote realists as I call them because I heard that word a lot during the Rose Bowl from many Notre Dame fans. None of them ever give me a name. I only had one person give me a name and they said ironically for ne- for next week's game, Luke Fickle. Well, keyword available. Yes. He's not available. Under contract. Yes. 
and and exactly. and that goes and it goes to the point about Freeman as well. You're bad mouthing the staff, bad mouthing the staff, right? Back in the summer when the program hired him, people were drooling all over him. They were loving on him. Okay. Yeah. I have not strayed from the points that I made that said, hey, you know what? Maybe he is the coach in waiting, you know, because 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 Coach Kelly made that comment. Yeah. Okay. But things happened. You have to cut your teeth, okay? And change happens. But people were anointing him the next head coach of Notre Dame football, loving on the guy from what he did at Cincinnati. And what happened after the first week? Get rid Why of him. Why do we hire him? Yes. It's like Which, it's bipolar. It's bipolarism. Yeah, a lot, a lot of these people I wouldn't trust with my life. But yeah, I mean, it, Sorry, it's just man. it's just crazy that we're four, at this point in the season, four and zero, coming off of a huge win. And granted, yes, we 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 scored thirty one points in the fourth quarter to make that margin of victory look look like it did. But the fact that there's still people in our fan base complaining, it, it's it's so. It's a lot of things. It's messed up. It's disturbing. It's shocking, sickening. Take your pick on an adjective. Yeah. Like, you, you just, some people, we could win a national championship and people in our fan base would still complain, I think. There there would be folks that will say, well, whatever. You know, it, it, to, to maybe put a wrap on this part of the conversation, Sean. Yeah. If you don't like the football program, go someplace else. Amen. But you want, want to stick with a winner. And you know that Notre Dame has those opportunities. You're afraid to change your mind. I don't. I don't get upset with have somebody having an opinion, but over a period of time, you, you're, it becomes noise. And I'll be honest with you, I don't even hear it anymore. I I, I, I just completely ignore it. I, I I I breeze over the comments and just shake my head and move on. Myself, I'm working on it. But you're right. Good time to move on here. Um, so, so back to the, back to the game on the offensive side of the things, the things you brought up, Jack Cohn, do you think there could possibly be uh, another mini quarterback controversy coming into next week after seeing Drew Pine come in and perform like he did, you know, cause he I, has the ability to scramble more. I'll be honest with you. I've not had a lot of time to keep up with my writing with the activities I'm doing on with my, with my daughter's, um, my daughter's band. Um, gotcha. But I've been calling quarterback controversy since the first time that um, Buckner came into the came into that game and ran for 55 yards, I believe it was, or threw for 55 yards. It was one of the two. Yeah, I'm I'm like Coach Kelly's got a he's got a quarterback controversy on his hand, um, and no quarterback, no coach wants to go with the two quarterback system. I personally think it's dangerous. Um, Let's be honest. I, I I think Cone is the guy. I mean, folks, he can throw the ball down the field. Yes, he can. Okay, for years under Book, right? Everyone complained he can't throw the ball down the field. He can't throw it down the field. Get a guy who could throw the ball down the field, right? Cone's that guy. He can do it. He's a slinger. Yes, he okay. is. Okay, but he's got the experience. It's hard to give a true freshman. A, a shot at the starting position. There's so much that comes with being QB one at the University of Notre Dame. There's a lot of pressure. There's a quarter. There's a pressure at every position. Look what we're doing to the left. Left the left tackles, right? <laughs> Having to play as a mash unit because everyone's hurt. 
Okay. So there is a quarterback controversy. There absolutely is. Um, I'm not sure if Buckner is a guy that can sling the ball down the field because he, if he has both the tools, maybe he is the guy. But he's too young to come into that role and be the starting quarterback. Well, and, and actually, if I said Buckner, I, I made a mistake. I meant Drew Pine. No, you said Drew Pine. I did. Okay, okay. I, I was trying to get. I was. I was going to get there because oh, gotcha. Drew Pine hasn't played until yesterday. So it, it's been Buckner and the Cone Show, right? It, it hasn't been Pine and a. He's been sitting on the sideline. He's been sitting there with the headset on. Okay. He sat there and waited his time. And so there is a quarterback controversy. You got Cone, who's a starter. You got the second guy who's technically not even who didn't start playing until yesterday in, in, in live action in the season. And then you got a freshman quarterback who saw more action than the second string quarterback. Okay. That's an issue. Yeah. Because I, I, I don't want to quote Coach Kelly yesterday. I, I, I heard a quote and I and I don't have it exactly, okay? But here, here is Here's a synopsis. Drew Pine by now could have said, you know what? I'm going to the transfer portal. And he hasn't gone there. Okay? Mm-hmm. He's sitting there. He's waiting his time. Yesterday his number was called. And you go to play. He's not there crying like a f- couple former quarterbacks that we had in the past. Um, I-, I won't say the names, but Ian Book had replaced him. Um, and when he didn't get when he when he didn't get the chance, he sat there on the bench. He wasn't even sitting there with a headset on. Okay, Drew Pine has sucked it up. <laughs> yes, he has. And 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 done and done his diligence, taking reps, and then sitting there waiting for his number to be called. And you know what? And that's what the point of a backup is. I'm not because see, because my opinion, I'm not going to go and say, yeah, replace Jack Cohn with uh, with Drew Pine. See, here's the thing. Drew Pine, he's been in, in the program for like a year and a half now. He knows he knows the playbook. He's had camaraderie with the guys a little yep. longer than than uh, Jack Cohn. And that's what you expect out of your backup is to, to be able to come in when the note when the number one gets hurt, goes down, mm-hmm. and continue right where number one left off. And that's yep. what Drew Pine did yesterday. And he did a phenomenal job. Well, let's let and and, and think about this way. And and you know that I think about things differently. I look at the whole process. I don't look at the with blinders on, okay? There's a danger of playing Buckner and Cone in the same game. What if, and I don't want this to happen, I'll knock on my desk. It's made yeah. a word. <laughs> what if your number one in your number three quarterback goes down? You're playing. You're playing with fire. Yeah, you don't. You don't want that. You don't want to be. And it almost did. Yes. We'll talk, we'll, we'll talk about the finger being reset on the field in between plays, right? Right. So that game it was Cone, and then then the next game it was it was Buckner with the hamstring. Okay. It could have it could have been a bang bang play. Well, now you're talking. You're talking Drew Pine is your starting quarterback, and then maybe Ron Paulus Jr. moving up to the second or third slot. Yeah. Okay. And then what happens? Who do you blame then? You know exactly. what I'm saying? 
you exactly coach is doing everything that he possibly can do to win a game. When you don't realize that the offense can't get anything going with the running game, what do I got to do? I got to put a quarterback in that can do both. Yes. Okay. It's and when you look at the whole story, it's not bad. You're supposed to be able to backfill when something else needs to be done and change it up. That's the whole thing is scheming. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> it is. It's silliness. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. No kidding. And I guess the, the last thing to talk about with yesterday, with yesterday's game, it's it is just common sense. This is just obvious to the naked eye. Chris Tyree was the one who changed the momentum around in that fourth quarter. You know, he has that kickoff return. We get we you know Wisconsin just took the lead on a field goal. Uh, complete defensive struggle until that point, and boom, we we were off to the races after that. And I and I mentioned this at the start of the show, giving my, the shout out to my buddy Sean. He's been talking for weeks now why Tyree hasn't been taking the ball out more on kickoffs. And, well, he did kind of prove yesterday that he should take some more out. I'm not saying back from deep in the end zone, no, but, you know. Well, he was a game changer yesterday. He was a game changer yesterday. And, and there's, you know, there's other things inside, you know, inside the game, okay? When, when you look, when you look at things that happen over the course of a game, I mean, I'm looking here at the stats, I gotta be honest with you. You know what doesn't come up even come into this? The seventy-two What's yard that? punt by Jay Bromblett. Yeah, that's no, not even. Been... It's not even considered a big play when you're looking at the stats. That's not something that jumps out at in in the big plays. To me, of course, it's special teams, but seventy-two yard punt, and the kid's a sophomore. Yeah, no, he. I don't care if he's wind. I've read I've read his stats. I got the stats up myself. He had seven punts for 324 yards, 46 yard, 46.3 yards average. That's half almost half the field. And we know position field position is everything in this game. But 72 yard punt shut the door. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I mean, I it was it was a it was a beauty, it was a beauty, a beauty of a kick. You know, you're and when you're pinning your uh your opponent that deep, yeah. Good night, Irene. That's 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 those those are the game changers right there, and those are the ones that no one talks about. It's to me, it's the game within the game. Yes, I mean the the position battles everything, and really, you know, yeah, you, you hear announcers talk about them, of course, but really, you know, the punters don't give they don't get enough credit. I think Jay Bromble has been my been my favorite since day one when he came into the program two years ago. Um, I can still remember sitting in the press conference with Coach Kelly. Everyone's asking about everybody else, and no one talked at all about Jay Bromblett. And I asked a question. I was like, I was impressed. The kid came – kid's coming out of Tuscaloosa. Okay? To me, it's a miss by Alabama that Notre Dame capitalized on. Yeah. Give that kid some love. Yeah, he deserves it. <laughs> he really does. So well, – it's it's the game within the game, and and when you're running when your running game is in is in tough spots, your special teams got to take over, and Absolutely. that's it. That's why there's was it I they say there's all sides of the game. You got offense, defense, and special teams. Right, you mm-hmm. need all facets of the game playing. 
Amen. Absolutely. <laughs> you you nailed that, George. A lot. I think I'd like to think a lot of people start thinking about that uh, after after hearing that because you know uh, the punter. And even hell, even the snapper and the, the holder, you know, they don't get enough credit because it, it, they're responsible for just as many points as the rest of the offense and defense and every everything. So they they definitely need a lot of love, just like everybody else. So, but, but it's 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 overall, it's a team win, it's a team loss, and it's just it's just brutal. It's yes, it is. Well, anyway, George, I think we covered everything we had to about the game. I mean. Um, it was a great, great win, big, big statement win for this program heading into next week against Cincinnati. And I mean, we could talk all day about that fourth quarter, but I mean, the, the defense was just doing what they had to do and they, they, as good as they've been playing, but, uh, I think this is a good, a good spot to, uh, to end the recap here. And, um, is there anything else that you would like to add? I, I would just say, you know, Cam Hart, two, in, two interceptions. Yes. Um, I think you got to look at that. Drew White had an interception, and Jack Kaiser had an interception. No, yep, Jack Kaiser had an interception. Back-to-back pick sixes, too. Defense stepped it up. And, you know, we, we talked about the rushing. The rushing wasn't the greatest, but when your running backs are, are making it up on the other side of the ball, hey, I'll, I'll take, I'll take my, my running backs doing what they got to do. Yeah, they can catch and they can catch and get their yards and touchdowns that way. So be it, right? But the flip side about this is you, you think about this. We're, we're two and two. We're two four and I'm sorry. We played we played Florida State, which is basically an ACC game for Notre Dame, right? Mm-hmm. Notre Dame is going on the third straight game of Big Ten play. Okay, where some people play conference games. Right, and this is where everyone talks. This is the beauty about Notre Dame football. Notre Dame will play an ACC Big Ten schedule this year, except for the Toledo game. Okay, that was that was a that was a non that was a, that was out there in the other conferences, but three consecutive Big Ten games. Who's the third one? Cincinnati. Now they're in the American. They're in American. That's right. I keep I keep thinking that they're in the Big Ten. Uh, you know, it's per prime location. <laughs> you would think. Yeah, but no, they're in the American right now. Yeah, so they're in the American conference. Of course, right. of course, they're hit, they're heading to the Big Twelve here in a few years. But, um, but, but still, still. They're, they're still playing big. They're playing big games in the, from other conferences, and their schedules. What, people thought the schedule was a joke. You need adversity. What do I want to do? I want to put my guys up against the best, and that's what they do year after year. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Well, on that note, George, thank you so much again for uh, joining uh, joining us on such short notice. Um, it's it's always a pleasure to have you on. And uh, as I told Lisa when, when we met her uh, against Purdue, we should all try to get a group panel again sometime. That'd be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so on that note, everyone, I am N.D. Sean for George Bashura. God bless. Good night. And as always, go, go Irish. Irish.